Welcome back to another edition of the podcast. I'm your host, as always, Michael Pagani, and today we're going to start a new segment called Scores of the Day, where I go and recap the scores from the previous night. Today is September 20th, 2020, so I will be recapping scores from across from four major leagues across North America, NHL, NBA, NFL, MLB, from September 19th. Starting with the NHL, the Dallas Stars defeat the Tampa Bay Lightning 4-1 to to take a 1-0 series lead in the Stanley Cup Finals. Anton Hadobin, another amazing game, shut the doors. He earned the W with 35 saves. 22 of those came in the third period. And in my opinion, that really solidified his Conn Smythe case if the Stars do raise the Cup. And that was the only NHL game on yesterday. The only game on in the NBA featured the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat. The Celtics beat the Heat 117-106. to Jalen Brown with 26 points, 14 rebounds, and 8 assists. This was a huge win for Boston as Miami now leads the series 2-1. Had Miami won, it would be very hard for Boston to come back down 0-3. This was Gordon Hayward's first game since Game 1 of the bubble. Transitioning over to MLB, a boatload of MLB action. Let's just get right to it. The Oakland Athletics defeat the San Francisco Giants 6 nothing, scoring five runs in the seventh inning. Jesus Lazardo goes six innings, striking out seven, getting the victory. The Toronto Blue Jays continue to lose as they lose their sixth consecutive game against the Philadelphia Phillies, 3-1. Vince Velasquez goes six innings, striking out six. Adam Hazley hit an infield single that scored the winning run in the bottom of the eighth. Detroit Tigers beat the Cleveland Indians 5-2 in a four-run inning in the eighth. Eric Haas started that four-run inning with an RBI single. The Miami Marlins defeated the Washington Nationals 7-3, scoring seven runs on 15 hits. Pablo Lopez goes five in the third innings, striking out seven. The St. Louis Cardinals come back and defeat the Pittsburgh Pirates 5-4 on a five-run seventh inning. Tyler O'Neill started that comeback with an RBI double. The Pirates have been mathematically eliminated from playoff contention, so they these games really don't mean much for them. The New York Mets defeat the Atlanta Braves 7-2 with a big four-run inning. Dominic Smith started off that four-run eighth inning uh, with a solo shot. David Pearson goes six innings, striking out 10. The Milwaukee Brewers shut out the Kansas City Royals 5-0 as Corbin Burns earns his fourth win, going six innings, striking out nine. The Houston Astros use a big sixth inning to come back and win 3-2 against the Arizona Diamondbacks. New York Yankees continue to win as they shut out the Boston Red Sox 8-0. Yankees scored eight runs on 11 hits. J-Hap goes eight innings, striking out nine. Clint Frazier went three for four with three RBIs. The Tampa Bay Rays continue to solidify their AL East lead as they win against the Baltimore Orioles 3-1 as they score three consecutive runs. LA Dodgers win 6-1 against the Colorado Rockies. Future Hall of Famer Clayton Kershaw goes seven deep and strikes out six. Chris Taylor goes two for three with three RBIs. Minnesota Twins beat the Chicago Cubs 8-1, scoring 8 runs on 10 hits. Twins use a big 5-run 7th inning, which was started by a solo shot by Miguel Sano. The Twins clinch a playoff berth with this W. The LA Angels come back from a 3-0 deficit early on and beat the Texas Rangers 
four to three. Mike Trout scores the winning run on an RBI single. The Seattle Mariners beat the San Diego Padres four to one as they score four runs on eight hits. Eustace Sheffield goes six innings, striking out five. This was scores of the day. Let's get right to the interview. Welcome back to another edition of the PegCast. I'm your host, Michael Pagani, joined alongside Manitoba Moose forward Cole Meyer. Cole, how are you today? Today, Doing well. Doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. You know, lots of people have been watching Tiger King, Ozark, and Outer Banks are another uh, two great shows. What have you been doing during, doing during quarantine? Uh, a little bit of those things. Um, I hadn't seen the Star Wars movies, so that was on my list. I actually made it through... Uh, the trilogies and then also just doing my best working out at home trying to stay in shape as best I can. Have you been watching NASCAR or Bundesliga since its return? Um, not NASCAR, a little bit of Bundesliga and uh, looking forward to the Premier League gets going this week now so I'm excited for that. Yeah you know at least there's something sport-wise to watch for fans when they don't have you know really anything to do. Yeah it was fun and uh, the Charles Schwab last weekend was pretty fun to watch too. Yeah, yeah, the P- that was the PGA tournament, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah, so, you know, the PGA is getting underway, which is nice to see again. Yeah, it's exciting. Growing up in New Jersey, you know, obviously there's two football teams that play in New Jersey. Did you side with, you know, the Giants or the Jets? Yeah, I'm a Giants guy. Giants guy for sure. Did you ever go see a, a Giants game at MetLife? I'd been to one game before, but I was – I haven't been at home for a few years now, so it's certainly been a while since I've been able to go to a game, usually because it overlaps with hockey season. And since you grew up in New Jersey, did you grow up a Devils fan as well? Yeah. Oh, yeah, big Devils fan as a kid. How exciting was the was the run they made to the Stanley Cup Finals in 2012, was it? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun to watch and just sort of a bit of a wild ride, but a really cool time to be a fan. Is it ever a family reunion for you when you play the Binghamton Devils? Uh, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say that. I never had too much, um, too much talks with the Devils or anything like that. And I don't think that we uh, played bingo this year. Not sure if they were on the schedule just because of the shortened season since we missed the last couple games or whatnot. So who influenced you to start hockey? Uh, I don't think it was anybody in particular, just me and all my friends. Sorry about that. No worries, no worries. Um, we all, it was just one of the many sports that I tried as a young kid and just the one that I ended up sticking with and enjoyed the most, and fortunately it worked out. Was there a player growing up who you wanted to model your game after? Um, I guess that sort of brings me back to the Devils question a little bit. Scott Niedermeyer was sort oh, yeah. of a defenseman for the Devils back then, and I played a little bit of defense when I was younger, so he was the guy that I thought was uh, – that I really appreciated and was probably the biggest fan of. So you played four years at Union College. Could you share what that experience was like? Yeah, that was pretty cool. So Union College is a very small university or college, not university, in Schenectady, New York, by Albany, New York, smaller city. Um, small school, just 2,500 kids. And then – Hockey was the only Division One program actually at at the school, but um, we play against the other Ivy League schools as well as Colgate, RPI, St. Lawrence schools like that. Also, usually smaller schools, um, smaller building, but 
fans always showed up. It was a lot of fun to play there. Um, yeah, it must have been a lot of fun, you know. Uh, what would be your biggest takeaway from those four years? Um, I would say just the work ethic that guys had there. Uh, the year two or two years before I got there, Union actually won the national championship. So there's still quite a few guys left from that team. So just they knew how winning was done, what it took on the ice, what it took off the ice. So just being able to learn from those older guys while I was there, I think made it a long way for me in, the, in my future. How did you find out you were signing with, you know, the Manitoba Moose on March 22nd? Um, so we had, we got knocked out our college. So my college career ended on a Sunday. And then I knew that pro hockey was something that I wanted to be able to do afterwards. So started talking with my advisor and one thing led to another and uh, this seemed like the best opportunity for me. So happy it all worked out. You got your first real taste of pro hockey this year. How were you able to upgrade your game from college hockey to the pace of the AHL? Yeah, uh, similar to what I was saying about Union, just sticking around with guys who've done it before and know what leads to success at that level. So just learning from those older guys who had a couple of preseason games. And then I think you take a lot of big steps in training camp. And obviously you can't replicate the real game, but just being able to get those games under my belt this year, I think helped me a lot. Was there a player in particular who mentored you and helped you to accomplish the best you could? Um, I'm not sure if there was one guy. All the older guys in our team did a did a really good job. Uh, Hulak, Stoikowicz, Ryan White, uh, all those older guys did a great job just sort of leading the way. Now, on May 11th, uh, obviously, that's when the AHL officially canceled its season. Uh, with the, all this time off, how are you going to remain in game shape? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> just right now doing as much as I can off the ice. I know most rinks aren't opening in New Jersey even until after July 4th weekend. So it's tricky to get on the ice and there's nothing really you can – running is one thing, but I certainly think skating conditioning is a bit of a different feeling. So just doing as much as I can off the ice and looking forward to being able to skate again soon. Well, running and skating are obviously two different beasts. Yeah, for sure. How did you hear about the news that the AHL season was going to be canceled? Just sort of the same as you guys, just waiting for news. It took us a while. I think it was late March when the season, the pause was put into effect. So since then, it was just sort of a lot of waiting, speculating, trying to, again, just stay in shape in case we were going to start up again. And then we finally got the word that that was going to be it for a while. Did it ever, like, creep into your mind uh, since you played the waiting game? Were you always thinking about it on a daily basis? Uh, yeah, I think I think every every day you were just sort of like, it's crazy that we could jump back into the middle of the season here. But also I think that just watching the news and seeing the situation that was going on around the world, it, was, it made sense that it wasn't going to be able to start up again. With you being in the AHL, the affiliate of the Winnipeg Jets, What's it like knowing that each game could be your last game, given the fact you could get called up? Yeah, um, definitely a different experience from college, that's for sure. Uh, pretty cool being able to share the building with the Jets. Um, Bell MTS is an awesome place to play, and I enjoy it every night. So a lot of people have uh, been saying that Winnipeg is probably one of the coldest cities uh, to play. Would you agree to that statement? Yeah, so far from what I've seen, I, I certainly wouldn't argue with that. Now, what would be a typical game day for you? Um, 
So I guess it depends whether or not we play the night before or whether we morning skate or not. So other than that, I'd wake up. I like to do a nice big breakfast and then either morning skate or if it's not a morning skate, just some sort of stretch, get a little bit of sweat going in the morning along with some meetings. Um, after that, it'd be a pregame meal early afternoon, take a little nap, lay down for a snooze, and then get back to the rink around 4.30 and be, be ready to go for 7 o'clock. Now, this may sound like a stupid question, but the way the schedule is, you guys usually play on the weekends, right? Yep. Uh, so how busy would you be during the season? Um, busy with regards to games per week? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so I would say typically we play three games a week. Usually there's one during the week at least, sometimes two if we're on a road trip, sort of trying to string a couple road games together. But, yeah, the weekends you're usually booked, and uh, it's a fun time. It's an easier time for families to be able to come out. So more people at the games creates a fun environment. How do you keep busy during the off season? Um, so in New Jersey, I try and get to the shore a little bit as much as I can, uh, golf with my, with my buddies back home who I don't get to see as much during the year. And then again, skating and working out keeps me pretty busy most mornings as well. So there's plenty to do. Have you ever been a part of a teddy bear toss game? One in junior, I played my junior in Nanaimo, British Columbia, and we were part of one. I think I was a part of two there, one on the road and then one we were at home for. But that was my first taste of that. It's a pretty wild experience. What was it like when all the teddy bears rained down, I'm assuming? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's not something that you're certainly accustomed to at a hockey game with all this stuff coming flying over the glass. But it's for a good cause. It's a really fun event. Now, the media coverage isn't as big as it is uh, with the AHL. Does that provide any comfort for you? Um the media cover for for like the AHL in general because like the NHL you know like Toronto has big coverage there oh yeah um, yeah yeah um I'm not sure I, I don't I don't mind I have no problem helping out with the uh doing interviews and stuff like that try and help you guys as much as we can sort of also I think giving fans more insight to the game only helps grow the game and make it more interesting now I don't want to reveal too much about you but what would be your go-to shootout move <laughs> Oh, uh, good question. I guess it depends on the day a little bit. I'd come down, hopefully looking to shoot, and then if not, maybe try and go backhand. So nothing too fancy? No, I'm certainly not going to try anything too wild out there. <laughs> uh, you know, last question here on the podcast. Uh, do you have any advice for aspiring hockey players? Yeah, um, definitely. Just sort of just trust in yourself and stick with uh, stick with what you're doing and also, just make sure that you're listening to coaches all the time. I think a lot of guys have a lot of talent, but want to do it their way, and it only makes it more difficult. There's a lot of people out there that are looking and willing to help, and I think listening to them makes a huge difference. So if you can do that and then trust in yourself and your work ethic, I think the possibilities are endless. All right, well, I'd like to thank Manitoba Moose forward Cole Meyer for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you again, Cole. Thanks.